This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, it's Big Rob from Texas calling again. Just want to say hi to uh, Cecil and the other guy. Uh, just uh, want to let you guys know, love what you're doing. Please don't stop doing it, uh, which are two things no woman has ever said to me. Uh, I want to do a little fact check on your latest episode. I heard the part about how the Catholic Church uh, was kind of opposed to the Girl Scouts because of their worldly ways and what have you, you know, with all the cookies and whatnot. Uh, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta do the full story. I uh, did a little research on it. Apparently, you got the first half correct. However, the Catholic Church is, for some reason, I'm not sure why they didn't say, but they're fully endorsing the Boy Scouts, the Vienna Boys Choir, as well as uh, Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, whatever that's about. So, you know, don't want to read into that too much. Uh, glory hole. Keep up the good work, fellas. Stay black. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Jeremiah from No Religion Required. Uh, I'm right now in Colorado, you know, one of those swing states, uh, doing the caucus. Uh, it's getting dark. It's gonna, it's gonna take a long time. And, uh, you know, uh, as uh, I don't know who's gonna win, but you're, everybody does know now listening. Uh, but as of now, it's, it's an hour away, but it's, it's, it's shaping up to be long and the sun's going down. It's just going to be a long, black caucus. Um, but I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, glory hole. Bye. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. Actually, this is the alternative... This is Glory Hole Studios Light. This is. This is Diet Watered Down Light Glory Hole Studios. Also, it is still in Chicago. It is still. It is yeah. still in Chicago. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 281, and we are joined... By the inimitable Jake Farwarton of the Imaginary Friends Show dot com podcast. Yeah, that's true. Did I get I it right am this unable time? Unable to be. Yeah, no, no, no. You got it. Good. Hey, I got to say, it's been about eight eight months since we uh, we spoke last, and Tom, you've got really sexy sounding. Like I, I, I honestly, I was ridiculously heavily turned on while you were d- giving that introduction. It, it's. It's it's actually crazy. Are you, are you um, are you, are you single right now? <laughs> what are you, Tom, yes. what do you what do you as what are you, luck what are you would have it? Jake? <laughs> as luck would have it, indeed I am. So if you would like to fly your happy little ass over from Australia, I can show you what for, good man. I guess what I'm saying is. I'll have sex with your butt, Jake. That's what I'm saying. 
No, that's gross. That's no, gross. I'm he's, not into- Aust- he's Australian. You'll have it with his front butt. His front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that. I'll just fuck you in the face. That's all yeah. I'm saying. As long as we yeah. got that cleared up. We're glad to have you, Jake. <laughs> welcome <laughs> back. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> I feel welcome. Hey, it's uh, you know I've already been. What, what is it now? Two minutes, and I've already been offered uh, sodomy and uh, some some face fun. So that's great. I hey <laughs> some <laughs> face fun. <laughs> face fun. I feel so welcome. I was trying to. Th- I was thinking today. I was wondering how many times we have been on yeah. each other's shows, and I know oh, the I could have looked too that many. up. But like there is, the, you don't, you don't yeah, actually right. need to. Yeah. There doesn't need a number. The answer is too many. It's fucking. It's too many. And it's the fucking last <laughs> one. That's what it is. Good. Good. Let's be adamant about this. <laughs> oh, that's good. That actually takes all the pressure off because that way I could just do an awful, dismal job, and it was always going to oh, be my last. Wait, well, wait, 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 wait. We were going to do a different kind of job. <laughs> we know what this snake is when we pick this up. We invited you on the show because we were hoping you would be oh, as good. dismal as you normally are. Oh, we, thank goodness. Did you suddenly get better and <laughs> yeah. nobody told us? <laughs> Oh, it's easy to limbo underneath that bar. Yep. No, no, I like that. Uh, yeah. I excel when the bar low. is low. That's my How that low is my can you go? Mantra. Pretty goddamn low. <laughs> pretty fucking low. But no matter how low we fall, this is what we call a segue yep. in the business. No matter how low we fall, <laughs> we still we still manage to just be so much better than certain individuals. At least, you know, morally, conceptually, just in general, all around. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, are you talking about? Are you talking about the first story where this, we're talking about Adam yeah, Reeks? Is that the first? This, yeah, no joke. He looks exactly like this pastor. What's his name? I can't recall. He looks his pastor Adam Reeks. <laughs> pastor Adam Reeks. That's him. God damn, awesome. this guy looks exactly like Adam. Pastor Stephen Anderson. Pastor Stephen Anderson. He's got a he's got a congregation of about a dozen and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you can you can buy more eggs. In one container, <laughs> then this guy can get to show up to his hate church. Yeah, like you know, you're a fucking big goddamn deal when you are only getting seventeen people, fucking seventeen asses in seats, and you're still yeah. videotaping that. Like that's the height yeah. of fucking narcissism, right? That's like yeah. that's like videotaping yourself masturbating when you can't even get hard. Like it's so. <laughs> <laughs> I better stop doing that. If that's, if that's wrong, then I'll just stop. Hey, you, oh just no, stop. no, no! He didn't say it was wrong. He didn't say it was wrong. <laughs> he just said it's wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> just stop sending me the videos. All right, okay, I've seen it fair. so many times. That's fair. Oh, but the the video quality. I mean, it's really and great cinematography. I don't know who your writer yeah. is, but well, wow. we, need, we need to have a real, 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 real big zoom lens in order to see it. So, <laughs> yeah, talk about Oscars. So white, am I right? That shit needs some sun. <laughs> How'd you know I called it Oscar? Because <laughs> it barks, it just like a dog. Well, it yeah. is kind of a grouch. So. <laughs> Lives in a garbage can. And I'll fuck a garbage yeah, can, right? Yeah. That's, that's it. Well, it's, this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog over at Patheos. A Christian pastor defends slavery because the Bible condones it. This fucking guy we've had on our show uh, by playing his hate-filled garbage a number of times. Um, and this this guy's got some shit to say about slavery and the Bible and about not thinking real hard. Yeah. This this uh, clip that you sent has been viewed 1,200 times on YouTube. It's been viewed at crazy. least 100 times by us, I think. Yeah, I, I dare say that's all atheists. And if you read the comments, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, pre- it's pretty well – it pretty well looks like that. I mean, the, the guy starts off by saying basically 100% of the Bible is true. 
and everything that you believe needs to be consistent with the Bible. And if you believe that if you believe something that is not in the Bible, and if you believe something that is inconsistent with the Bible, well, you need to change so that you can be 100% in lockstep with the Bible. Um, so he gets off to a really great start is what I'm trying to say. You know, it's, it's just like real consistent with reality there. Uh, and then he goes on to effectively, so he takes a little bit of time, you know, a little bit of finessing. It's sort of, you know, a little bit of foreplay is sort of slowly working you into the mood, you know, just lightly caressing your belly as he works lower and lower. <laughs> And eventually belly. he drops that uh, really <laughs> sexy bomb. Belly you can't caress Wait my belly. Wait a minute. First, first you need to get a you need to get one of those jacks, those hydraulic jacks, just to lift my belly off the ground. <laughs> I wouldn't even notice a light caress. I would just assume it was the fucking grease dripping off of me. Uh, what, what the fuck kind of foreplay do they do down in Australia? Fucking somebody's like lightly he's, caressing your well, he's belly. Talking about, like, he's talking about fucking an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, if, you, if you're trying to get into the cloaca, you really do need to uh, <laughs> lightly caress that belly. <laughs> it's not easy. You need what's on the inside on the outside first. Um, yeah, so it's... it's and then he just he drops this bomb and basically says, well, you know, the, the, the Bible condones slavery... And as a consequence, I kind of believe in slavery because I believe that the Bible is 100% consistent. So it's it's really quite interesting. I've got to say off the bat that he's wearing a polyester tie um, <laughs> and what appears to me to be a polyester cotton blend shirt. Right, um, right. He's also, he's also talking on a lectern that is made of composite materials. Um, and wait, hold on, a a second, hold on a second, yep. hold on a second. He's talking at a lectern that appears to actually be constructed from refuse. Look at it. <laughs> it, looks being, like it. It looks like it came off the Beverly Hillbillies truck. I'm being serious. It yeah. is a piece of actual okay, yeah. I'll garbage. give you that. Sanford and yeah. Son would pass this up <laughs> and not take it to the junkyard. This is, it's like, it's like constructed of firewood yeah. after you burned yeah. the firewood. <laughs> It's actual garbage. He's got a lectern made of literal, actual yeah. garbage, and it's still the best thing in his church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think the best thing in, in his church is is that background um, that, that looks like the set of, of, of a place where pedophilia occurs. <laughs> and is <Your> filmed. <laughs> Mr. Grabby's Neighborhood. Yeah. It, look, this guy is just sick. He is just sick, and it doesn't. It's not at all surprising that he's got a tiny little uh, congregation there, Penis. and the, the congregation are all old and sweat. Oh, except for this, there's a couple sweaty. of rows of this. They, they do. They they're they're all big and and uh, and no, those, and that's all large that's Americans. People. That's yeah, Americans. We're just confusing. <laughs> those are normal sized people for that's over here. They're thin. Except are for you Adam kidding Reeks me? They're the like there. these people I, are like marathoners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, hey! I will not have that. I will not hear whole, that. <laughs> an American marathon is on a moving walkway. <laughs> everybody just stands on a stand there and wait until we wait our requisite time to get off. Yeah. He's still sweating bullets <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> no, this guy, you know, in the in the beginning of his or at the end of his uh, speech, I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, at one point throughout this diatribe of madness, though, he basically says, he's like, look, you might call that blind faith. He's like, but, you know, faith is what's required. And it's like, yeah, we get that. But that's why it's not virtuous. Right. Because if the if faith gets me to the place where I'm looking around being like, yeah, I think we should own people. That's what I think we should. I just, you know, faith says I should own human beings again. When you get yeah. to that point and you don't pause and say, wait a minute, yeah, 
I'm people. What if somebody owned me? <laughs> I don't want that because yeah. everybody assumes in the slave master relationship. Sure, they're not. They're not going to be the slave. They're not the slave. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. He's saying like, well, maybe we should have slaves. Well, conversely, motherfucker, maybe you'll be a slave. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, if he and I fucking match up, and one of us is going to end up the slave, it's not going to be me, Pastor <laughs> Stephen Anderson. You know, I, I will point out, like, from this from this way he talks about, like, well, you know, the Bible says you can't sell a slave. Well, like, obviously, then, if nobody's selling, you can't buy the slaves either. So that means you have to inherit them. So you just have heirloom slaves, like, passed down from generation to generation, like, that you yep. will to people. Like, oh, no, when I die, Wait, I want you to have you my pass slave. a person down generation to generation? <laughs> well, you can't buy and sell them. It's the only way to get them, right? It's just they're heirloom slaves. It's, it's like, like the good silver. You're passing Pat Robertson on <laughs> your kids. <laughs> Take my slave. But again, that's that, that's that's it's another contradiction, you know, because he's talking about people go into slavery in in biblical terms in order to pay off debts and such. Um, so presumably, once they've worked off their debt, they're fine to go. So I don't, look, he doesn't seem to realize that these contradictions exist. This is a man who thinks the Bible's literally true. I don't think he knows what the word contradiction <laughs> means. I don't know. He 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 has a vocabulary on him. It was uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, you know, every time he said a word that was, he said, uh, you, "You can't just go at this carte blanche." And I thought, that's that is a remarkable word for an individual like this to be using. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but he met a la carte. That's so he was is, just yeah. like, stop. <laughs> he's like, he's like uh, he just, he just used it. <laughs> he meant du jour. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> what does the commandment du jour say? Uh, uh, you don't know how this works. You don't works. know what this was. This, isn't, yeah. this is not working for you at all. So uh, so if people were going to find your show, Jake, uh, where would they look? Uh, Google, Imaginary Friends Show. We're changing our name very slowly. I, I wait, committed what? to changing wait, the Wait, hold on. Yeah. Like, like, are, yeah, yeah. are you evolving over time? Is that how yeah, this works? Yeah, yeah. very slowly. Yeah, I watched it? one letter at you a time. Put- <laughs> They're just changing it one letter. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's the Imaginary Friends Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, about six months ago, I, I made a, uh, a commitment to change the name of the show from Imaginary Friends Show to Ingenious Friends Show. Um, just because, you know, I don't know. It was. I think we outgrew the name. It's important it was, to change uh, your branding. I hear people exactly. just changing exactly. their yeah. name. It always works one hundred percent of the time. Man. You know. That's you know not... what's even more effective is if you say you're going to change the name and then don't and do then it. never do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. So yeah, imaginary Fred show. Google it. It's you'll still find still imaginary Fred show. Yeah, it'll for, get there uh, for the time being. Thank you, yeah. Jake, for joining and, until us until it eventually changes in sixty years. I just do a reverse image search of his penis, so yeah. that's how I find him. So. <laughs> You're, you're talking about his front butt again? <laughs> Jake, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, bros. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. story comes from VancouverSun.com. Now, we don't typically cover stories out of Canada because Canada is as irrelevant as the stories that come from them. But this story, I think, struck a chord uh, for both of us, or at least for me. Catholic hospitals wrestle with assisted death. You don't have to wrestle with that, it turns out. Because yeah. because the thing is, is like the worst they're going to do is kind of push your hand away when you put the chloroform there. Yeah. But I think... Feebly yeah. slapping at the pillow it's that you really place wrestling. over. not Yeah. 
Like if, a struggle is not a wrestle, I don't think. If you're if you're in wrestling shape, yeah. assisted death is probably not, you know, it's not That's in your true. ballpark. That's true. That's true too. I hadn't considered yeah. that. Yeah. So um, but you know th- this is interesting. So in in Canada, um, evidently uh, assisted death, um, which is a better name than assisted suicide. Sure. I never liked yeah, assisted I never suicide. suicide. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's got that stigma yeah. attached to it. Which you know, suicide is very stigmatizing. Um, it's, that's why uh, using something like assisted death makes a lot of sense. I think sure. end of I think end of life decisions and 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 death with dignity is. I, I genuinely feel like that's a human right. I know you do too. Yeah. And so that's why yeah. I grabbed this story um, because. The Catholics don't think so, right? Like there, there's a there's a strong disconnect where it's like, well, all life is precious. It's like, well, no, yeah. not all life is precious. If you wake up and you're like, what do I have to look forward to? Debilitating pain, yeah, forever, yeah. And by ever, we mean for like how long? How, how long? As as long as it takes for me to die, right, right, right. Yeah, it's always it's always that. And the thing is, when you know, it's when there's an incurable disease. You know, or that person who is just in pain their whole life, and they're just like, "I'd just like this to stop." Is there a way we can just get this to quit? You know, that sort of thing. Those are the people that we're looking at here. It's not just, "I feel a little depressed today." Right. It's not. Can I take my yeah. fucking quietus and go out tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not that. Right. It's, it's instead. Right. It's. It's. You know, this is an end of life decision for me, and I always it would always shocks the shit out of me. It always sort of just, I don't know. It just seems like such a fucking giant lie that there's a you know the republicans are against this right but mm-hmm. they're always this you know oh small government small government small government you can't get more big government than telling me whether or not i need i, I have to live you know what i mean right. like well, there's and, and really what they're saying is how much pain you are yeah, allowed to suffer exactly before you go out right? yeah this is the and it and 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 in their book it's all the pain. Yeah, an unlimited. It's literally all the right. pain until your body stops you the ability to. Feel and it's it, right. and and we've talked about this before, and we've said it before. It's not that you can't kill yourself. It's just that you can't kill yourself in a very controlled, easy way, like they can help you die. Right. Instead, it's I've got to eat a gun barrel. Right. So it's the most horrifying way you can think to go. Oh yeah, I got to jump in the fucking uh, in that vat of iron like they do at fucking Terminator <laughs> or whatever in order to kill myself. The you molten know? lead. Exactly. Bath, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it you can always you can always, you know, grab your shotgun and, and fucking end it in the most traumatizing way possible for your family that finds you and like, you know, the the terror and the horror sure, of the pain yeah, of yeah, the death. Right, like right. like and, and the or, or, or they gotta scrape my fucking corpse off of them a co- the car yeah. or whatever. And you gotta call gotta like do. the assist people, like yeah. the aftermath dudes who gotta know. come out. <laughs> like, like they kills your whole house. Fucking biohazard yeah. your home because exactly. fucking grandpa had a case of the, you know, dyings. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Like when I go out, I, I mean I've thought about this. Like when I go out, I hope very much that you know, whoever is unfortunate enough to be my partner at that time will respect that I don't want to go out screaming in agony, like right. flailing at the walls, trying desperately, you know, for one last breath. That's not, yeah. I have no interest in that. Like, I'd rather go out with dignity. I'd rather go out with like a little shred of my self-respect. I mean, I'd rather just not go out at all, to be perfectly honest. But when it's, when it's, when it's fucking time, yeah. if it's like, well, you've got locked-in syndrome, it's like, mm, fucking... I don't want that. Yeah. Like, that's not how I would like to sure. pass out of this world. And then you start counting down the days until you fucking axe yourself. Right. right? You know, exactly. that's, that's how I would look at life then, you know, because it, there's, you know, there are times that people are, they're in serious need of this. And the fact that what's happening here is the Catholic 
the Catholics are saying, no, you can't do that sort of thing. You can't do that. Because again, like you said, they, they do that all life is precious garbage, right? That, you know, yeah, all life is precious until you're alive. And then we don't care about you until you're ready to die. Right. You know, it's, it's like the birthing. We're totally cool up until that point. Once you're birthed, now Fuck you're off. you're a burden on, you know, all the society until what you're not anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so it, it what what strikes me too is crazy here is it's like, you know, what they want to do is they want to tell you like all life is precious, but what they're also saying is that there is value in suffering, right? Yeah. The yeah. Catholics love Catholics that love shit. They love their suffering. They are yeah. fucking suffering fetishists. Yeah. And the people who uh you know are are most on the side of this nonsense, they're probably not in crippling lifelong debilitating pain. Turns out it's always those people. Right? Yeah. So it's sort of like, well, fucking easy for you to say. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I think you should just, you know, try to live every moment as if it were precious. Like, really? Because your nerves aren't on fire all day. Sure, yeah. Or fucking, yeah, you can actually stand up. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, you're not yeah. shitting yourself yeah. for the next 10 years. Yeah. It is just insanity, but we're on the course of insanity. And if we do this, there is a judge in heaven, and that judge in heaven is going to take vengeance against those who damage Israel. That's what the Bible says. Don't touch them. Though he who touches you touches the apple of my eye, you're sticking your finger in God's eye. That's what the Bible says. This story comes from timesofisrael.com. Cruz's evangelical backer seeks to convert Jews, predicts new concentration camps. Because that's the way to win a Jew's heart, <laughs> is to predict new concentration camps. Forget, you know, the old adage, like, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's yeah. like, oh, the way to a Jew's heart is through Auschwitz. <laughs> Jews through have, the oven. Wait, wait, Jews have hearts? Hold tiny on. black ones. Okay, they're yeah. tiny, yeah. yeah. Filled with gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> racist! <laughs> You're racist! I, it's, I guess so. All right, so let's, wait, let's play this clip. Uh, right. This is uh, Bickle. Uh, his name Todd Bickle? Is that it? Mike, Mike Bickle. Bickle. Mike Bickle. Mike Bickle. This guy, by the way, is the... Uh, Founder and director of IHOP, the International House of Prayer. Yeah. Not to be confused with the International House of Pancakes. Yeah. So if you I've go there God expecting for boys I've, I've, I've asked God for a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity on so many different levels. Doesn't? No. How's that work? No. I've never gotten one. <laughs> Just yeah. keep asking. Eventually someone's going to say yes I, to you. I have had my face covered with cream while I was on my knees once. <laughs> so I think that's... Is that close? That's close. I just coat myself in boysenberry syrup and hope for the best. Like, just come on, lick it off. There are so many Bible verses on this, it is staggering. Paragraph D. Paragraph D. What are we reading? A tort law book? Like what paragraph is this? D. Subsection <laughs> three. Paragraph D. It's a difficult subject, but it's one that is mostly ignored by the body of Christ. Cause it's crazy. The idea that Israel's condition before Jesus' second coming. Paragraph D. It's described in Scripture as being in prison camps. Not all of Israel, but a significant number of Jews will be in work camps, prison camps, or death camps. Will be? Sounds fun. Will be? That's what he's saying. Weren't they? They were. Well, point. but not in Israel, right? <laughs> I, I think that's like not, that's the thing. Like, didn't happen the first. It time. sounds to me like he's not saying Israel in the sense that it's a country, though. He's talking about Israel, the sort like, of concept yeah, of like nation, a Jewish community, that, that Jewish yeah. nation that sort of is Israel. Paragraph. Roman numeral four. <laughs> Paragraph Roman numeral four. Wait, why is it relevant that it's a Roman numeral? Well. Why couldn't you just go paragraph four? Well. Paragraph Arabic number four. <laughs> what? What? 
paragraph Braille D. <laughs> Satan's rage. Oh, Satan does not want this to happen. He wants to exterminate the Jewish people. That's a strong word. I don't like saying that word. Nobody likes hearing things like exterminate the Jewish people. <laughs> well, no, 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 I, I would say that there are some yeah, okay, people. Okay, fair enough. But that like decent that. people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and the reason there, Mike Bickle, Mike Pickle Pickle, is that uh, somebody already gave that a hell of a world. They really gave they it. Came, they fucking really gave they that the college They put the fucking try. power to that. My goodness. You monster. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they had... They had a lot of people working on it. They really did. They that really, was a big yeah. project. Yeah. It was uh, it was nearing completion. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness oh, gracious! When I say it, it kind of gives me a a, 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 ooh, a terrifying feeling when I say that. But it's it has to be said. But God says, "I'll gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city will be taken. Jerusalem will be taken." Yeah, I guess. Was there, is, there a, is there a sieging force that's going to, like... Well, don't you remember the last time they all tried to take Jerusalem, and, and yeah. then it lasted seven days, and Jerusalem was like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> I, who's I gonna, do remember Like, that, all the yeah. nations of the world, like, why would all the nations of the world get together and be like, let's fuck up Israel? Like, what the fuck especially, would we do that especially for? Especially when they have powerful allies, right? Right. Well, what no, they but they, we don't, they wouldn't in this circumstance, because otherwise it wouldn't be all nations of the world. Oh, that's true. Right? Well, maybe we're not a nation at that point, though. Maybe not. What, what, maybe we're Then all, we're super far away from this event. Maybe we're a rogue nation. <laughs> <laughs> Beloved, there it is. The city will be captured by the nations, and it says half of the city, there's 600,000 Jews living in Jerusalem now, and if that's, you know, I don't know what the number will be then, but according to the numbers now, that would be 300,000 brought into prison camps from one city. My suspicion is, is that if, the, if Israel is fighting the entire world, the whole world, they're going to have less people. I mean, I'm just throwing right? that out there. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe it's like seven of them. Well, that's that it, point. right? Because yeah. you just you just got done fighting the whole yeah. world for care. your very existence. I don't care how many missiles we've given them. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Like this is an existential battle at this point, yeah. right? It is a it is a literally a battle for your existence. If you fail in this endeavor, you're fucked. You're just like, who's on our side? Cricket, cricket, yeah. cricket. Right. Uh. All right, literally everybody gets a gun. Give yeah. a baby a gun. Exactly. We don't care. Like, fucking, we are strapping yeah. pregnant women with Actually, fucking hand grenades. We can't use that baby. Throw that baby. Throw the baby. Throw it's, the baby as hard as you can. We'll, we'll dip it in lead first. Put it in a trebuchet. We don't care. <laughs> trebuchet babies. 300,000 Jews. All the people groups of the earth will be mad if you take a stand on what God says because it is politically incorrect. And That's insane. True. It's very true. It's yeah. very true. It's what we talked with Jake about. Is that it yeah, will be politically it's politically incorrect. incorrect. And like... Owning other people. Owning people is politically, politically incorrect. incorrect. That's it's just a minor... It's, it's politically It's like incorrect. one of those things like at a cocktail party sure. where you're like, yeah, so uh, I've got like, you know, some people slaves. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's exterminate the Jews. <laughs> Nobody invites you back to that cocktail party. Ever. Unless it's a Republican yeah, fundraiser. Right. And there's... I give a, a number of examples in paragraph D as to the extremes. A lot of Israel is going to get converted, but a lot of Israel is going to worship the Antichrist. Wait, what? What are they? Which is which? Well, I don't even understand which is, is which. He's saying like they're going to be converted to like Jesusism or whatever. Yeah, I think they're going to be converted to Christianity, right? And then the other half are also going to be Christians because, as we talked about, you cannot worship the Antichrist if you're not a Christian. Yeah. 
It's like I can't. I can't. As an atheist, I cannot worship the Antichrist. I would no longer be an atheist. I would have to stop, believe that whole set of dogmatic garbage that is the Bible and all the fucking characters of absurdity that are supposedly in it. Maybe, maybe the Antichrist and Christ are like physics and metaphysics. You know, where they can kind of coexist. Where they can in separate magisteria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of Israel is going to. Uh, have revival, a lot of Israel's gonna fall away. I don't even we, know what that means. Uh, yeah, the thing it's is, gonna have like, revival like and the rest is just uh, falling away. Well, what he's saying is, he's saying a lot of it. Okay, well, that's not really a, I don't really know what that means. Doesn't it's, mean it's like looking at the sky and be like, well, it's gonna rain like hell, it's gonna pass over. Yeah, it's gonna do a something, maybe a something else okay, after that. It's gonna do one or the other, right. dude. Yeah, well, you know what the weather looks like. We're gonna have some weather when uh, the weather starts. <laughs> Fuck off. Portions of Israel would be supernaturally protected, and portions of Israel would die and go to prison camps. Oh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Fuck He's, off. Uh, can I have some more? God. The most offensive uh, fact, paragraph D down the middle. Zechariah prophesied that two-thirds of the nation of Israel are going to be killed in the crisis. I thought it was halvesies. Yeah, Weren't we at halvesies? halvesies a few minutes ago. What the fuck? We got huh. 0.16 more people dying. Now, absolutely nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey. I don't think the people who... Although... To be honest, if you're trying to kill the Jews... Wouldn't you like that? I think you'd be like, high five, bro. Right? <laughs> oh, man, we're exterminating Jews, but I feel real conflicted about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel weird. <laughs> <sighs> I read somewhere in some book that this is bad, Jeez, but I don't I mean, remember what one it is. You've got, like, you're just standing there with, like, your fucking bayonet full of Jew babies. You're just like, ah, feel so weird about this. Anybody anyway, anyway. <laughs> stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. This story is just fucking weird. It's from Right Wing Watch. Um, right Wing Pastor. Legal abortions to blame for mysterious eagle deaths. So there was a news story that came out that on a Maryland farm, there were 13 eagles that were just found dead. Um, and this dude, this pastor, Ricky Scaparo, he went online, and this is what he had to say. He said, when I saw this story breaking, I saw so much symbolism in this for America. Let me explain. The national symbol for America is the eagle. And the 13 colonies founded in the 16th and 17th centuries... Hmm, both. Decla both? Anyway... The national symbol for America is the eagle. He declared independence in 1776 and formed the United States. The 13 were, and then he goes ahead and lists, lists them. And he says, is there a prophetic picture here? If so, what could it represent? We do know that the number 13 is a symbolic of rebellion and lawlessness. Oh, God. And then he quotes some garbage from the Bible. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but he does mention Nimrod. He does. So let me, let me read what he quoted, because if anybody, here, here's the thing. If you read this, or rather if I read this to you and you think to yourself, hmm, that does make some sense. Smash whatever device you are listening to this on right now and bury yourself underground. <laughs> just just dig the deepest fucking hole you can find, if any of this makes sense. Just, to Nimrod, the mighty hunter who was before the Lord, meaning he tried to play, take the place of God, Genesis 10-9, was the 13th in Ham's line. Ham was one of Noah's three sons who survived the flood. Oh, my God. Thirteen represents all the governments created by men and inspired by Satan in outright rebellion against the eternal. 
America as a nation has continued to rebel against God through idolatry, legalized abomination, and the list continues. Legalized abomination? The phrase Valley of Hinnom, or variation oh, thereof, sake. occurs in 13 places in the scripture. This is like Game of Thrones. The valley was the scene of the evil-inspired rites of the pagan god Moloch. Where were the White Walkers? What? Moloch oh, was an idol Are god. Are you continuing? Worshipped Phoenicians, which included child sacrifice or passing children through the fire. It is believed that idols of Moloch were giant metal statues of a man with a bull's head. Each idol had a hole carved out of the abdomen, abdomen and possibly outstretched forearms that made a kind of ramp to get to the hole. A fire was lit in and around the statue. Babies were placed in the statue's arms or in the hole. Today, we don't see this in America. <laughs> really? Oh, oh today oh, we don't see okay. that. Yeah. But children are aborted daily by a practice of removing the child from the belly of its mother. So there we go. Oh, it's the same thing as like lighting a kid on fire? Yes, evidently. Um, if you get rid of a clump of cells as big as an eraser head, yeah. that is identical to taking a baby and putting it in the fire. They are, and that is why yeah, eagles like a, die. Like a fully, <laughs> and let's get all the way back, full circle, motherfucker, full circle. Real this, reel it in. Let's reel not forget where we started. Because right. here we go. Because here we go. Thirteen eagles. Because yeah. and that is why Jesus is sad for America. Thirteen eagles. Thirteen eagles died on a farm, and that's the fucking message God sends to say, stop killing a bunch of babies. If God is like, man, I wish these guys wouldn't kill babies, what do I have to do? I killed 13 eagles. <laughs> I don't even know how could you send a more clear message about abortion than to kill 13 and, birds. And he didn't even spell out abortion with their corpses. Right. You know what I mean? He didn't even put like their little eagle corpses. Well, y'all, I thought y'all pick up on what I'm putting down, you <laughs> he know? Turned, he turned to the eagles. He's like, give me an A. <laughs> 13 eagles 13 on a farm. And we're, and a we're farm. at Moloch. And we're, what is happening? Nimrod. <laughs> you are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Glenn Beck, God allowed Scalia to die in order to highlight the importance of electing Ted Cruz. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Scalia allowed Scalia to die. I'm going to say Bacon allowed <laughs> Scalia to die. Dude's a chunky monkey. He was. He had, he had a nice layer of subcutaneous fat. So here we go. This is Glenn Beck's show. It's not Glenn Beck, though, because Glenn Beck's calling into this thing, and it's some other asshole with a fucking skull on the table here. So this is some other asshole show with Glenn Beck on it. Um, I just, you know, I was listening to you guys, and I, I just wanted to say, Pat, I have, a, I have, I think, an answer for you on that, because I did the same thing. I first thought, well, okay, God, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. Um, and then I said the same thing. I remembered it was exactly the same thing that I felt when uh, Sandy hit. And I remember, remember, we were trying to go up and help uh, campaign. And we thought the uh, same thing then. For Mitt Romney, remember that? Yep, yep. And Sandy hit, and we couldn't go up. We couldn't get any flights up. And, uh, and, I, and then, you know, they were walking on the beach like two lovers. And I thought to myself, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that. What is your plan? Yeah. So I don't want to assume that I know his plan, but I will tell you this. I thought when this happened, after I got past the thank you, I thought, you're welcome. 
I thought when I thought thank you, then I thought you're welcome because the conversation's entirely in your exactly. head. Exactly. You, you're both sides of the conversation. I, I, man, it, the idea that, that God sent Sandy for some reason for like Mitt Romney or something to show that Mitt Romney needed to be elected. But it, but there was a failure, right? Like God sent God sent Sandy to get Mitt Romney elected, and then it didn't work. Mitt Romney didn't get elected. Why well, I don't know what other kind of storm to send to get people to vote. I said, I said hurricanes. I said maybe a blizzard. I don't know what storm equals candidate. I think I think you just got to uh, God's just got to kill all the Democrats. Right. That would be a hundred percent effect. He just has to kill the swing voters. Sure, all he has to do he doesn't have to kill the Democrats. He just has to kill the undecided. He could basically kill Ohio and Florida, and we would. <laughs> Maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, and then that would be it. And to be honest, they could leave that, the other forty-seven. None of, that, none of that's a great loss. Nobody uh, would know. Yeah, nobody would care. Nobody yeah. would even notice. Yeah. I just woke the American people up. I I took them out of the game show uh, uh, moment and woke enough of them up to say, "Look at what how close your liberty is to being lost. You now have lost your liberty. You replace one guy, and you now have." Uh, uh, five four decisions in the other direction. Yeah, that's how the Supreme Court works. It turns out but that's how numbers work. Yeah, that's how it works. There's a nine yeah. people for a reason. Yeah, we do it so that there is no ties. Right. Yeah. It's not like somebody cuts themselves in half and says, <laughs> "I will vote on this half," and then the other half of their body, in their dying breath, says, "I will vote I'll on vote this half." The other. <clears throat> I abstain. <laughs> like fucking whatever. Like it's it's uh, it's just right. ridiculous. Justices are not Gordian knots. Yeah. Like we're not slicing <laughs> them in two to solve problems. It's like he's appalled at the idea that the balance of power even could shift. Right? That the balance of power has momentum. That it moves. Yeah. That it's variable. Like the the very idea that like oh my gosh guys what if what if oh, what if we weren't in charge every and just time with this one guy you've lost your liberty. What? You lose yeah. your liberty because of one vote? Yeah, I've lost my liberty. Didn't you lose yours? Oh, give me a break. I'm not dude. free. Are you free? I wasn't able to like come to the studio today on my own volition. And also, like, what? What are we? Are people suing someone over the liberty? Like, yeah. how does it even get to them? Eagles. Yeah, it oh. gets there by eagles. It all goes by how eagles. Does, how does the Supreme Court judge on liberty? How does that work? Well, they, first, no, they, there, first, a case, to, first right? there has to be a case. There has to be a case. So I have to like sue someone and say you're not allowed to have liberty. It's Democrats against liberty. And then the case. Democrats versus liberty. And then they have to go work their way up through all the courts. Yeah, right. And yeah, then the appellate finally courts they, get to, ruling, the, they yeah. get to the end and they right. say, okay, are we going to stand on the side of liberty? Nah. Now there's five of us. We're good. Yeah, pass. Yeah. Democrats yeah, pass. it is. There you go. Tyranny for everyone. So you better elect somebody that's going to put somebody on, because for the next 30 years, if you don't, the Constitution, as you know it, Pat, you and I have said this for a long time, the Constitution is hanging by a thread. Yep. That thread has just been cut. Then it is not hanging, because you cut the thread. <laughs> if the thread was the thing holding it up, and you cut yeah, it. Your metaphor it is, is kind of fucking Facebook at this point, Glenn. That's not working. Yeah, that's not working. That's not working at all. Yeah. Why? It's interesting that it's hanging by a thread. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you notice that we don't have a constitution yeah, anymore? Constitution. Just, people are like, hey, how do we decide these important questions? Like, I don't know. Do we have some kind of document yeah, that defines like rule our book? Yeah. 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 Can, can we consult the rule book? Well, we could have, but somebody fucking dropped it. It was just hanging by that thread. Yeah. And there's no five second rule. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Yeah. You're fucked. Does anyone have a second copy? 
Anyone think to make a copy of this thing? Anyone even remember what it said? <laughs> no? Oh, that's because we're all fucking stupid. Anybody remember what it said? <laughs> There's, uh, Satan is a legal expert. And as long as he has legal rights to be somewhere, you cannot budge him. I don't care who you are. Uh, you can throw your coat at him or blow on him or whatever, and he's not going to go anywhere. You've got to take away the legal grounds. That's what we're doing. Brian Fisher is just fucking straight. Amazing. It's from Right Wing Watch. Brian Fisher says that every abortion is like food for demons. That's why I get abortions at Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the sauce. Uh, I'll have an abortion that? ranch in Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's Brian Fisher. Now, here's what I want you to understand here. He says, look, when you sacrifice a child to an idol, you are sacrificing that child to demons. What if you don't have an idol involved? Or what if it's an idol and then you quickly replace it with a bag of sand? <laughs> then you got to be careful from, from the photosensitive traps that the Mayans had uh, shit. years and years I forgot and years about before those. photosensitive right? <laughs> was a thing. Yeah, you got to be careful of that, Tom. Oh, my God. When they shoot out the When you're sacrificing a baby to an idol. Out of the thing. And then you got to dodge a boulder. Dodge an enormous boulder. Yeah, but get your hat. That's difficult. The yeah. fucking abortion doctor's like reaching back to grab his hat. He just... Just grabs a baggie right full of, of fetus parts. Just reaches up into he, her vagina, pulls his yeah, hat out. What he replaces, he takes the bag, he actually takes the bag full of fetus parts and replaces it with sand and then sells it to Planned Parenthood. That's how it works. That's how it works. That is how it works. That's the word that's used right here in the scripture. I looked it up in the Hebrew lexicon. You know what that word demon means? It means demon. <laughs> Totes demon, dude. What oh, that's the awesome. fuck? Hey, you know what this word means? word what are you talking about <laughs> refers to an evil spirit and the point that the psalmist is making is when a nation sacrifices innocent children in abortion or infanticide that is a sacrifice to demons it's like food for demons <laughs> give me those babies i uh, know we just threw them in the biohazard bag oh. silly humans babies really? are for demons <laughs> it's got, it's got like demons walking around with a biohazard bag just like reaching in it's just like it's, like it's like fucking it's like potato chips yeah, it's delicious yeah. for demons using that expression metaphorically what i mean by that is that act of the shedding of innocent blood the most innocent among us it empowers satanic forces it energizes satanic forces it gives them the legal right to be at work wait a minute the legal right the legal they are right, now yeah. concerned about their legal rights it's a demon that gets off on baby death yeah i don't want to break the law yeah. i can't jaywalk unless somebody eats a baby <laughs> want to contact the guys go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their google plus facebook and twitter accounts if you want to contact them directly send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT that's 740-743-6828 do you want to support the show? go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. 
This story also from Right Wing Watch. Um, get a brain, Michelle Bachman says. You first, sweetheart. <laughs> I know, that's Jesus. why I grabbed this story. Fuck. She looks like the, like every fucking picture of her, she looks like, there's a, there's a concept called Uncanny Valley. I don't know if you're familiar with no. it. No. So when you take an android and you make an android a simulation of a human face, mm-hmm. the the sort of there's a there's a, a level at which it can look somewhat human but not completely human and it creeps people out. It's, okay. it's that's called Uncanny Valley when you look at something and you're like it looks like a human and for a second you're like is that human and then you're like oh that's not that's not that's a not human. human that's like a fucking robot like fucking suction machine that's not <laughs> a thing she looks when i look at a picture of her especially in this this still yeah. that they have she looks like a fucking like a fuck doll yeah she's real doll freaky she looks right? freaky dude yeah. she looks scary as shit and so when you say yeah get a brain yeah fucking you first sweetheart <laughs> You're like fucking, I mean, she's like a fucking android. First thing to do is get an attitude of competition. Anything that says, I don't like competition, that's not biblical. You don't like competition and educational choice, that's not biblical. Wait a second, they had a voucher system in the Bible? Did he just say that if you don't like competition and educational choice, that's not biblical? Yeah, that's... They hadn't even invented the school systems. The idea that you're fucking... You're going to have a fucking competition. A competition for what? You're all teaching the same book. It's the Bible. Do you remember that time when you read the Bible and it said winning isn't the most important thing or whatever the fucking... Like, it's like Lombardi's quote. Like, it's not in the fucking, oh, now we shall read from the book of Lombardi. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Really? <laughs> really? I don't remember that at all. Yeah. The book of Madden. See, in order to win, you got to score more points than it's the just, other team. You open yeah. it up and it's just circled everywhere. <laughs> it's, just, it's just yellow pen. It's just like somebody a, went through the whole Bible with yellow with three pen. legs. <laughs> somebody stuffed a Koran in the Bible and then they wrapped it in the Torah. You don't like competition in religion? That's not biblical. Competition in religion is not biblical? What? I don't... That doesn't even make any sense. Like, what What other competing religions are in the Bible that they fucking say, hey, man, you're fucking interested in Hinduism? Isn't the goal to convert all the people and to bring the word and salvation and all that shenanigans to literally all of the people? So so if if religion, if competition among religions is biblical and then you win and then you don't have that anymore, then is that unbiblical? Is like a, is like a religious monopoly then? Unbiblical, and that, and isn't that what he's arguing for in That's the first kind of place? what he said, right? Yeah. Compete. Let the winning one come out on top. Do that with economics. Do it with political ideas. You hear two candidates debate. Measure the ideas. Just yeah. because it sounds good doesn't mean it works. What the fuck does that even mean? Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it works. Measure the ideas. Okay, Measure. how the fuck am I going to do that? With, a, with an idea ruler, stupid. Oh, the idea scale. Don't yeah. you have an idea ruler? Uh, I have an idea scale. Oh, how many, how many I idea don't, No, units? no, no. I don't ever measure by fucking by by volume oh. or length. No. I always measure by weight. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's just more accurate. That's, that's where I uh, excel. Yeah, I know. If, you, if I, I measured know. by length, no way. No. <laughs> measured by weight? Yes, Huge. that's my time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that I have to. They have to wheel me onto those semi scales in order to weigh me. <laughs> the that's truck the problem. Yeah, the truck. The, I have. Uh, whenever I go down the the highway, they have to attach one of those beeper things to me to make me go into the machine. Those, yeah. Breaks trying to tear itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it like keeps on reporting a mistake. It's like, clearly, this is a mistake. ERR? I didn't I, know that that's. I didn't realize that you could transport a whole truck full of blue whales. I didn't realize that was a possibility. It seems like this truck has a truck on it. I'm this, not sure that. Does this truck have its own gravity? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone ever wondered what the moon weighs? <laughs> I got it right here, guys. <laughs> measure the ideas. Measure the so get into competition. That is a big thing that has to be done. Yeah, it's kind of like you could summarize it by saying, "Get a brain." Get I a mean, brain. That, that's, <laughs> that's kind of right. what it is. Right. Get a brain and figure. Don't you want to live better? Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to live better? Okay. So, so what do so I have what, to do? Get wait, a brain? Okay. So so what are we talking about here? Don't you want to live better? Okay. Well, what are you going to help me live better? Because clearly you haven't had the interest of anyone else in mind. Right. Well, here we go. Your entire right? fucking tenure as a, a House of Representatives person, you didn't have anybody else's best interest except for like special interest in right. mind and the fucking far right and the anti-gay lobby. That's all you had in mind. Well, you know what train we're about to go down, right? The prosperity gospel train. Like this is the prosperity Could train. Could be, yeah. That's where we're headed. It's the fuck the poor. Like, oh, you know why you're poor? Because you're not working hard enough. Because you don't like competition. Because you're looking for handouts. Yeah. That's the train I'm sure she's headed on. Well, let's see. Don't you want to be more prosperous? Don't you want to be happier? Don't you want to be free? Don't you want poor people to do well? Don't you want to love your neighbor? Yeah. If you want all those things, David, you would embrace competition would. with both arms and... Embrace competition with what both about the arms. What about the people, though, that have an unfair advantage? The fairness of the competition, the playing field that everybody starts off at is never a part of these conversations. Instead, it's it's the uh, intrinsic value of competition, right? It's like a platonic ideal of sure. competition where it doesn't have any context. It doesn't have any of the, the, the real-world factors yeah. or considerations. It exists in some sphere of enlightenment that isn't, uh, you know, isn't connected to the real world. And what's bullshit about the whole fucking idea of competition is that it's a fucking lie. I mean, look at what happened with fucking uh, the too-big-to-fail banks. Look at what happened to fucking uh, the Wall Street when they fucking they needed to get bailed out. Fucking Congress was making it rain as soon as they snapped their I know, fingers. Right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're just like, yeah, we need it. Okay, yep. here you go. We don't even need to see your thong. Just fucking, we'll just make it rain. You know what I mean? They fucking, they shat out fucking three-quarters of a trillion dollars at them. Right. Because they didn't want to see that shit. That's not fucking, that's not competition. And small banks failed all across this country. Small banks, community banks, they fucking shuttered their shit. Yeah. They failed, and fucking the Fed came in and took them over. Nobody was handing them money like, oh, you're too small, you're too more important, you're too community-oriented, right? Like, they just fucking failed to fail. Yeah. They were fucking fuck off they to fail. The, turns out they were the perfect size to fail. Right? <laughs> You'd want a biblical basis for your society, just like the pilgrims through their example gave us that they embraced for us, just like George Washington and the founders when they dedicated this nation to God at the inauguration, the very first seconds of life of this country. Fuck off with your fucking hero worship of the founders and the pilgrims. You know, the pilgrims fucking were incompetent tits. Yeah. That's what they were. They were incompetent. I love the pilgrim story because you're just like, yeah, they... What they were fucking assholes. They were religious assholes that got kicked out of their own land. Right. They were and they were incompetent boobs as far as their ability to actually like I mean they, they kept trying to die. Whenever they would found something and then like fucking get wiped out by famine and disease and winter. <laughs> Just the winter even. Winter. They were like they were grossly incompetent. It's a fucking it's a bad news bear story that they were able to fucking survive. <laughs> We're, our country's like the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and the other team 
There's a bunch of dead Indians. Oh, God. <laughs> we, play, we played against the Chiefs. We brought them blankets. <laughs> competition works politically. Competition works in religion. Competition works in economics. And competition is the foundation of freedom. Amen. Fuck you. None of that made any sense None of it at was, all. It was just with, garb- she, she's saying, yeah. oh, well, you know, when they when they pledge to God, what the fuck does that have to do with competition? What, do they wrestle beforehand and decide which <laughs> God to fucking choose? What fucking part of that is competition? It doesn't competition, even make any sense. I love the last line. They like, fucking play poker to decide which, oh, no, it's going to be Xenu, guys. Sorry, I had the fucking, I had the ace of spades. It's going to be Xenu. <laughs> fucking you get rid of all your Thetans before we create this hey, nation? Everybody into the volcano. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> idiot. All right, oh. Jefferson, grease up. We're wrestling. We're wrestling, Jefferson. Dude, I want to hey, wrestle Jefferson, all the founding fathers. Jefferson, bring that hot slave. <laughs> uh, she's wrestling, too. <laughs> city after city, watching ordinances that say that your seven-year-old daughter, if she goes into the restroom, cannot be offended, and you can't be offended if she's greeted there by a 42-year-old man who feels more like a woman than he does a man. This is also from Right Wing Watch. Pat Robertson, insane to discuss transgender rights while facing thermonuclear annihilation. <laughs> Admittedly, if true, he's right. Yeah, but you if, know what I mean? Yes. If we were actually facing thermonuclear, thermonuclear annihilation, like right now, yeah. and we were discussing trans issues, I yeah. think you're right. You know what? Here's why I know we're not facing thermonuclear annihilation because no one has instructed me to get under the desk That's true. and cover my yeah. head. That's how I know I would be yeah. fine. I would just be like, oh, I was how under would this. You, would you desk. cover your cover your head like with a bag or? With, well, I mean, most people do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cover my whole body. They just put me in a giant canvas. It's just sack. a burlap sack. Yeah. It's more like a big top, but still. <laughs> they treat you like an Amish girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one part you can see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Iranians. Oh Jesus Christ! What just happened? Jesus what Christ! What just happened? Did they just wake him up? <laughs> wake up, Pat. He's on TV. They just poke him with a stick. Get, a, his, get the Robertson poking his stick. chair has electrodes in it. Whenever they go, like, oh, ladies, oh, and oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. They like, just defibrillate him so he can be back on camera. <laughs> Somebody reanimate Pat. <laughs> We're going live in five seconds. No, we'll count it out. Yeah, press one, no, we don't two, have time for three, five. We're going four, live now. Five. Press one, two, three, four. <laughs> Are developing nuclear bombs. The North Koreans have a thermonuclear device that they say they have exploded, and they have rockets capable of reaching, uh, well, maybe as far away as the United States. Their rockets are be lucky to reach North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Korean rockets are a fucking about as scary as a model rocket in my backyard. You know, the thing that the thing about this is, is when they start talking about shit like this, they're like, so-and-so has a nuclear device. And you're like, yeah, that would be very devastating. If, if they, let's say they had a nuclear device. Terrible. Let's they say, say they be sent terrible. it over here and they blew some people. Absolutely. It'd be really terrible. They have a nuclear device. A one device. You kill a lot of people with one device. You sure do. It would be terrible. Then your entire country is a fucking wasteland because you detonated one device. Yeah. It, the thing is, it's not like it, I mean, the, right. the retaliation is all of it. Yeah. You know, we have enough to blow this entire world in half. You know, we can we can detonate the whole world. Plus, it's North Korea. 
no one's using it anyway. <laughs> like, no one, it's not well, like Saudi yeah. Arabia. I mean, yeah. I'm being kind of facetious, but not really. You know, it's not like it's Saudi Arabia, right? Where it's like, oh, well, we don't want to blow all that up because we need the oil and we use the oil. The thing is, nobody's using North Korea for anything yeah. anyway. They're not even using it to grow food, it turns right. out. Yeah. It's it's already garbage land. It's yeah. like it's like the spot on risk you don't even put a soldier. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's fine. It, Take Siam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if North Korea like shoot and it's it's not like they would shoot a rocket and be like, where did it come from? Did anyone notice where that rocket yeah. came from? Yeah. It would be terrible. It would be a tragedy. The response would be annihilation. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. That's the whole mutually assured destruction. There is some there is some crazy apocalyptic merit to that concept. Sure. No there's nobody who none of these countries first off can get the missile to where they want it to go anyway, right? So the idea that they're going to they're going to, you know, let's say that Iran has something. I don't think they do, but let's say they do, right? right? Getting it to somewhere is going to be real, real fucking difficult. That's hard to secrete in Uranus. You know, it's not a thing you You're can. Just yeah. Full of nuclear, <laughs> like oh god, I've got all this fissionable material <laughs> packed in my ass, and then, pretty much super dead as a result. And I had Indian last night, <laughs> so it's like a thermonuclear reactor in there anyway. Oh my god, give me yeah. some naan. I got to hold it back. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'll just eat some of that cheese they have. <laughs> anyway. The, the you know the fact is is that they're just there's there's uh they have a single device. I mean they just right. have one device. The idea that you know we're gonna shit our pants over here and sit over here weeping until and, and you know what what is the fear tactic here anyway? What are you trying to scare me about? And the fact and you know what he's gonna try to scare you about is that you shouldn't be talking about gay people. Right. That, that's that's like, the biggest that's what non talking about? Right. Like, oh, hey, North Korea should have a, could have a nuclear device. Don't remember gays exist. <laughs> okay, bro. Yeah. You can't put your penis in a dude because North Korea has a bomb. Like, yeah. Uh, wait, what? Uh, I don't know what that has to do with my penis at all. The Shia and Sunnis in the Middle East are getting ready to go to a major war. We are facing thermonuclear annihilation. And what are we debating in America? What are we debating? Where a little kid goes to the potty. I mean, this is nuts. I agree. We shouldn't even be having the conversation. Yeah, I know. It's a dumb conversation to have. Yeah. Kids yeah. should go to the bathroom in a bathroom that makes them comfortable where they're at. Exactly. It's a little kid. Who yeah. gives a shit? I know. <laughs> okay. It's a little especially. kid. Little kid especially. Mom, I want to go to the bathroom. Well, fucking then go to the bathroom. Yeah. Who cares? Just and don't I, shit your pants. It's all you, anybody in this house cares kid, about. When your kid was young... Went in the bathroom with your wife, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, of it, course, he just goes in the bathroom with whoever the parent is that can take him to the bathroom. No, he went to the bathroom almost a hundred percent of the time with my wife because the women's room was going to be cleaner and more likely to have a changing station. Well, there you go. Men's rooms almost never have a changing station. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Right. Jesus. Absolutely nuts. I mean, it is crazy. And a little child, how does he or she know? You know, they, they say so much of this is sociological, that there is something that is just impressed on some kid, and they grow out of it, and you, you never know who's what. I mean, this whole thing is insane. And for the United States of America to put the power of the federal government and all of its money and resources behind this transgender movement, it is just nothing short of insanity. Well, they don't have to use all their money and resources. The idea that they're using any resources at all is fucking, it's appalling. 
It, here's the thing. They're not using anything, man. Right. But if I go buy a Coke, it doesn't take all of my money and resources, right? I can go do, I'm able to do more than one thing. That's the wonderful thing about having money and resources is that I, I'm allowed to have more yeah. than one thing to focus on. Sure. This fucking nonsense where it's like, oh, we can only worry about one thing at a time or we can only worry exclusively about the biggest thing and we can't worry about other things. We can't have more than one priority. We can't have a hierarchy of priorities. We can't have different people working on different things. Does he think we only have six people in the whole government? They're just like, oh, what are you working on? Well, we were going to work on thermonuclear annihilation, but this little boy wants to go potty. <laughs> and you ask yourself, <clears throat> when do we get free from this nonsense? But it gets worse and worse and worse. This is liberalism run amok. Oh. Well, you wind up asking yourself, what's really behind it all? I mean, it's well, a cultural revolution that I think has been happening gradually for decades. Well, they have same-sex uh, uh, dormitories in colleges now. And, you know, you've got women uh, who used to, they didn't put them in combat. Now they're in combat. Now the generals are saying, okay, let's have a general draft and let's draft women into the armed forces. Let's blur all the lines. Well, this is feminism. Wait, we got off of that into feminism? Here we go. Here we go. He's you know, he, he was all fucking worked up about the, the lady draft before, like we yeah. talked about. There's yeah. not going to be any draft. Yeah. There's not going to be any draft. What kind of thing is this? Women used to be honored. They used to be protective. They, we, the Bible says give honor to the woman as the weaker sex. I mean, we're supposed to give honor to our wives. Now you've taken away that honor because they want to put them in the trenches along with the troops. Well, I've been in the trenches. I know what it's like, and I know what some of the... Well, some people argue you haven't actually been in the trenches there, trenches there big guy. Yeah, turns out his war record... Is pretty exaggerated because you know, it is, sounds like he was protected by I, his father from I actually think, serving. But I think I think the thing is is that he should probably try to sue that guy, yeah, which then, he did and lost, yeah, right? No, he, he he lost and then he had to pay like a, the guy's lawyer fees, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out maybe the trenches not your thing. Although he is old enough to have fought in World War One. That's true. Yeah. And it looks like he has trench mouth. So. Problems develop, and the fact that there's so many pregnancies on battleships that have these <clears throat> uh, co-ed uh, arrangements. Don't you guys love babies? Wow. Don't they fucking love babies, though? Now we're all the way to babies on battleships? But, I mean, seriously, like, like wait. You're in the army. You sunk my baby. <laughs> R9. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they abort out there. <laughs> they just they just lay them all on the deck, and then you got to machine gun it right out of there. Oh yeah, no, it, it does. I mean, it, it hurts a little. <laughs> the jet it comes stings. down and catches him with that it's, cable. <laughs> it stings. It's a stinger. Yeah, they don't let you do that anymore. Stingum. But <laughs> it catches him with the cable. It just pulls it right out. <laughs> It doesn't even slow the jet down. Not at, not at all. At all. Yeah. Just for show. Yeah. It's not unnecessary at all. <laughs> it's just the, they don't even know how to use this much force anymore. It's like a Blue Angels yeah. abortion. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing tricky air maneuvers. No, it's a Blue Demon. Yeah. No, but so the thing is, is like we love. Don't they, I thought first off they love babies. I don't know why they would be so mad about babies, but you know we're we're talking about how there's there's a co-ed. So he doesn't like women in the military. He clearly doesn't like gays in the military. I guess you're just not allowed to... Be in the military? Well, be in the military and touch it. 
<laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story is from the Raw story. Um, and I here's what I like about this. I got to tell you guys why I picked this story. Because we've all heard, like, and it's it's become like a trope. It it's is, ridiculous, it is, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, nobody. We all thought the mass murderer who lived next door was such a nice guy. He yeah. used to sit on the a, back patio cleaning a, his guns and he, muttering to himself. He had a dog that he used to beat every day. Right. And it was adorable. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, they would just be like, yeah, we didn't know that that guy kept, like, seven women in his basement. Exactly, right? like, yeah. But this, this fucking, the title of it is, everybody knew. <laughs> Neighbors not shocked after Ohio pastor charged with raping parishioners. Um, a Southern Ohio pastor was indicted of a dozen or more than a dozen charges of felony sex assault against two girls uh, and a woman. When they interviewed the neighbors, the neighbors were like, yeah, everybody in the neighborhood knew what was going on. It's like, what fucking way to neighborhood watch? I know. You're just like, and you didn't tell anyone? Like, what do you, like, yeah. the worst neighbors ever. You just, like, he's kind of tapping his wife as he's looking out the curtains. I think he's raping another I one tonight. Look at that one. You think he's raping her again? Well, he did spray paint on yeah. his garage door. Busy raping. Yeah. Come back later. <laughs> he drove around in a black van. <laughs> and it wasn't like a black, like, regular. It was like a, a matte black van. Yeah. Like he it's like had- it's in like it's in like fucking like stealth paint. You know, it's like one of those bands. You know, he actually had a license plate that said "I be raping." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here, here's what some of the neighbors said: It just didn't look proper. Him setting up on top of those little girls as he was driving. I've got daughters, and when they ride my vehicle, they sit on the passenger side. <laughs> yeah, that's how that happens. Seriously, the neighbors are just like seriously. Man, he seems to be fucking somebody in his car. That's not how I drive a car. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, is it, did this only take place at fucking Lead Waterville? Like, <laughs> we're just like looking around. We don't brain smart. <laughs> I can't even understand. That's amazing. What is wrong with Ohio? What, what I love about it, though, is the fact that they're the whole time are just like, yeah, we, we totally knew what was going on, yeah. and we knew, and we didn't say anything. It didn't seem right. And he was, you know? he constantly, you know, had, you know, his whole front lawn was just strewn with bloody panties constantly. Oh, God. You know. Jesus. There was a, a, lot of, a lot of locks of human hair. <laughs> He's he got, constantly had scratches all over him. <laughs> He's got a wind chime of bones in his front yard. <laughs> and used condoms. <laughs> that just hangs. They use condoms when they when they blow in the window. They kind of make a, a florking sounds like flork, flork, oh, flork. God. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I guess they knew the whole time. They knew so, the whole time. Yeah. And they're just and like, eh, mentioned it. whatever. Yeah. We didn't think it was pertinent. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really great names, Tom, in the upcoming Patreon this month. I really, I'm just, there's so many good ones. Uh, but we want to met, we want to thank all of our <laughs> patrons, of course, all the patrons that we had before and all the new patrons. This, uh, we are at this point, um, trying to get out of this studio. And I, and I know we had said we have a Pastor Manning show and we are going to put that Pastor Manning show together. We reviewed the clips tonight for that show, but we didn't record it. And we actually are waiting until we get into a new place. This is our last month here. So it's going to happen within this month sometime. We are going to release that show. Uh, but we just haven't had an opportunity to put it together yet. And I want to make sure it's really good. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so far, the shows here have been difficult to record. And I want to make sure it's fun to record. So we're going we're gonna to do that at a different location Hopefully at the new studio. Maybe we can even christen the new studio with a patron-only show 
that is Pastor, Pastor Manning, Manning based. based. But we're hoping it's going to be out in the next month. So we want to thank everybody, especially who's come on in the ni- in the last month. Um, you, there's been a great groundswell of support. Thank you so much for all the donations you guys give us. You're going to make our trip possible this year to QED. You're going. This the reason why we're going to be able to go to QED is because of the patrons. Absolutely is. So we're gonna we're gonna thank all of our brand new patrons. We're gonna thank Trent, Dave. I like this one. Darth Revan, Dark Lord of the Sith. And I like that he went with Darth Revan rather than just Revan, because Revan in the in the in the story is not he's not uh as cool as he was when he was Darth Revan. He just gets his ass kicked by the Emperor, so it's not really he's not Darth Revan is where it's at, in my opinion. Tom's eyes have glazed over. I don't even... It's so funny because Tom's eyes have glazed over and he's fucking read all the Harry Potter books. And he's <laughs> he's looking at me like that. I just the, the best part is, is that Darth Revan is followed up by Jason Voorhees, <laughs> who's the next, the that very next patron. Nocturnal Emission. That's good. That's a, another good one. Elizabeth, Audrey, Maria, Ellis, Michael, Stefan, or St- Stephen. I always do that because I don't know what it is. I don't know. I always do that because I always think it looks like Stefan because S T. I don't know. The yeah, P H well, always it's just sounds like wrong. It. Yeah. Randall. Ann, Garrett, Spencer, Mr. Pikes, Carter, Michael, and do it. The, the one that was just a few moments ago, just before we started recording, Munchamacucci. <laughs> <laughs> so thank oh, you all so very much. Seriously, for your generous donations, we really do appreciate it. Tom, I know. We got some very generous PayPal donations this we week. We did. We had uh, just a couple of massive PayPal donations that were just terribly kind. Remember, PayPal is another way to donate to the show. You can go to dissonancepod.com and find a link to donate on our website. Um, one of the PayPal donations we got was from Richard. Richard, uh, buddy, you asked us to give a shout-out to your girl, and then you don't tell us who your girl is. So this is a shout-out to no, Richard's girl. No, no, no. We're this doesn't wait. count? Let's wait. Let's wait. Richard... Tell us who your girl yeah, is. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do And then that. we'll shout we'll her shout out. We'll shout her out, yeah. We're, we're willing to... We're, we're mostly Cecil. Yeah, look. Mostly Cecil. We also clearly, got a big donation from Michael. Michael, thank you. Clearly we can be bought. So, yes. We can. Yeah. We can, can be bought at the low, low price of thank you for your donation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a message. Uh, this is fucking awesome. We got a message that had an MSNBC or an MSN article, which, which actually had a video on it. Um, that talked about Ken Ham and his giant fucking boat. Dude, it's insane. And this is from Jeff, and Jeff basically sent this along, and he's like, I really doubt that thing would fucking float. Uh, So do I. I looked at that. They got Tyvek sheets on them. They look fucking Tyvekking. Maybe the they were nautical Tyvek sheets. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they wrapped you didn't it up. check. They wrapped it all in a giant jewel bag. What do you know about <laughs> nautical Tyvek? <laughs> Don't you remember when Noah built an ark with Tyvek and a crane? And a crew of hundreds of people. I love the crane too. That right. makes it. That makes it to me. It feels awesome because there's a crane. You're just like, yeah, that fucking ship is enormous, and one dude <laughs> lifting these giant timbers by himself somehow. He had his family. Yeah, he had his family. It's like it's like if you. It's like he also had like a whole horde of slaves or something. <laughs> you ever try to get your kids to do anything yeah. with you? Jesus. Remember helping your dad? Like you fucking didn't even want to hold the flashlight. My wife He's... and I can't even put an IKEA couch together. <laughs> you kidding me? And it comes mostly assembled. I just have to put the legs on it. And that's it's just it's yeah. just a fist I just, fight. I give up and i break it with an axe and throw it away <laughs> i don't want the floor again anyway that's a, that's what you do with ikea furniture Fucking. ikea furniture is custom designed to test relationships that's what it's, 
It's like over in Sweden, they're just like, let us put this together, watch the Americans suffer. I don't know why they sound like that, but they do. They don't sound anything like Swedes, but that's interesting. But it's fine. Okay. It's fine. So we got a message from Paul, and Paul says, hey, why haven't you guys done Florida yet? Basically, like, why haven't you roasted Florida? And the thing is, is like, the reason why we haven't even talked about Florida is because it's so disgusting and awful that it doesn't even it it can't even merit mention on the show. But the thing is too that you have to hold something in reserve for your very last episode ever, right? Like we want to go out on top. Yeah. And to discuss Florida. Florida, the infected dripping wang of this country. <laughs> exactly. To discuss that prematurely would be yeah. I mean we may as well just cancel the show. Yeah. And I'm not ready to cancel just yet. We still have one more studio to burn through. Tom, you love this. This came from Andrea. Andrea sent us 27 things Ted Cruz definitely looks like. I I, I thought this was great. This is from Distractify. Um, And some of these are a lot funnier than others. Um, I particularly like 19. It's a picture of Ted Cruz as compared to Kevin from uh, The Office. I think that's just a riot. There's also one where it compares him to Howdy Doody, which is pretty good. Number 12 is a, just a tweet that says Ted Cruz looks like he has an adult diaper fetish. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope that's one of you guys. I hope that's one of you guys. So. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a certified person by the name of Jason Carp, who has uh, a lot of followers. Well, maybe Jason Carp also listens to I us. Doubt, Let's hope I doubt that that's true. It's funny. Yeah. But it is, this is a really neat article. We'll put it on the notes this week. Um, this is episode 281. Tom, we got a message from Kristen. Looked like she might have had an uncomfortable two-hour ride with her mom. Uncomfortable is one way to put it. Let me read this. Long-time listener, first-time caller, typer. I'm currently on a trip to a sewing convention. Yes, there is such a thing as an atheist seamstress. With my 65-year-old mother, another liberal skeptic like myself, we had a two-hour drive, so I decided that an introduction to cognitive dissonance was in order. What? Of, the, what, what made you decide Who that? is what putting on this show on made you decide in the that? car with another person? <laughs> This, sh- this know, is a shame show. This is a shame yeah. show. This is a right? show where you hide under your 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 blankets with your flashlight and you listen and you weep. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you which your which your which your chunky monkey and you listen and you just cry. This is like masturbating to stepsister porn, yeah. right? Like no, God. no with your actual stepsister. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and now in the room, and now in the sixty-five-year-old yeah. woman seamstress on a going to a sewing convention might actually hear this conversation. Oh my gosh. This is disgusting. Anyway, of course, one of the first phrases we heard was "glory hole motherfuckers," leading to a "what on earth is a glory hole?" inquiry from my bewildered mother. It must have been a solid minute before she stopped laughing after I explained. I also had the privilege of defining furries for her, but drew the line at bukkake. Happily, she did not ask about Oreo cream pies. Okay, so let me do these real quick just for you. Oh. I just want to make sure. An Oreo cream pie is uh, is actually made by the Oreo company, and they're delicious. Nabisco. They're wonderful. It's, a Nabisco yeah, it's a Nabisco product. Yeah, and Bukaki. Hmm. Um, yeah, where are you going with this one? Because <laughs> you have the Oreo It's a type of cabbage. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, you got, go. you got to get it in a salad. Go to an Asian restaurant and ask for a Bukaki salad. That's oh, it's delicious. Do it's not delicious. do that. Do not follow this man's and, advice. And whatever you do, don't say dressing on the side. <laughs> the one one last portion of this I want to read. So she said, we got back to the hotel and my mom called my dad. And one of the first <laughs> things out of her mouth well. was, 
Bob, have you ever heard of a glory hole? <laughs> and Bob said, yes, dear. I've oh, heard man. of a glory hole. That's a test yeah. of a relationship. And, and now that you're out of town, I'm actually at a glory <laughs> hole right now. <laughs> like, he's got the phone in his ear. He just looks down. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome, though. What a great le- message. Terrific. Thank you so Thank much you. for sending it. We got a, a great call to prayer with Tom uh, as the main focus here. So we're going to listen to this. Mm. This is from David. You sound like that joke. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's great. I like that one. Thank you, David. So we got a message. This is from uh, this is from Max. And Max says, I think the word joking in the article that was translated, and this is the article we were talking about last week when the person was supposed to beat their wife jokingly. Oh, God. Uh, the person said, Max said, I think the word joking in the article was translated was actually supposed to mean lightly or something similar. It's also possible for it to be playfully, although I wouldn't imagine that they would do much playful stuff there <laughs> and i and then i think you know i think joke I, I think jokingly is a mistranslation for that but i just don't understand i mean it lightly makes sense lightly i makes guess more sense but, but it's still it's like beat your wife lightly i mean i it i i don't know you don't you don't beat things lightly you fold them like you just don't, <laughs> don't. the culinary joke there for you folks Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it worked with the arm motion, it though. It does. It does. Yeah, it's a visual. It doesn't translate to visual joke audio podcast. podcast. Yeah, it turns out. So we want to thank Jake from imaginaryfriendshow.com podcast, which is now called the Irreverent Friend Show, I guess. Was that what he's calling it? Was, I don't know. Ignorant, ignorant Friends Show? Ignorant Friends. I forget. He called Irrelevant it something else. Friends. He called it something else while we were on it. Infamous Friends. We were just on it. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't listening. Yeah. And we were... We were on with Ross from uh, from Skeptically Challenged and uh, and a young lady named Emily, and we had a great time on his show. So if you want to check it well, out, great ish. It's it's uh, imaginaryfriendshow.com. dot uh, com. The next, I think, probably two episodes will be us and then uh, and then Emily and Ross. And then uh, we want to thank Jake, of course, for coming on our show and uh, and chatting with us. We he's love a great Jake. guy. Yeah, he's a great we guy. Love we love to, great we, love to, we love to hang out with him and, and chat with him anytime he wants to come on. Uh, so check his show out. Uh, we hope this is the last recording here from uh, from Glory Hole Studios One. Uh, we hope Glory Hole Studios Two is a uh, better, quieter. It will be quieter. Uh, it could be in a demolition site, and it as would be long quieter. as there are there are halls that are bereft of violin players. <laughs> I will be happy, dude. The devil had his fiddle out there. He's <laughs> taking his due a <laughs> few minutes ago. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts. 
shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.